Hello and welcome to I Am Not For Everyone. I am your host, Dr. Lee, and I'm going to be running the alphabet each and every episode and picking a super juicy loaded word, giving you all my thoughts from my perspective as a biracial mom, wife, trauma professional, business coach, and doctorally prepared nurse. Look, nothing is off limits in these episodes. We're going to talk about sex, money, health, relationships, all the things. And I'm likely going to drop a lot of F-bombs. So if that's not your style, this is the point you're going to want to exit. If it is, though, I'm super stoked that you're here with me. And I hope that through these episodes, you start to realize that you're not for everyone either. And that's a really fucking beautiful thing. So sit back, relax, and let's have some fun. Hey, y'all. What's up? Welcome to episode J is for journaling. (laughs) I am really excited to talk to you guys about this this week. And just as an aside, I am home. It is spring break. I have three children. They are loud as fuck. Hopefully you won't hear them. And if you do, permission to also have loud as fuck children in the background while you still slay it up and do what it is that you do because this is real life, right? So today we are talking about journaling and I want to go through a couple of things with y'all. So I want to talk about the difference between journaling and keeping a diary because there's a huge difference. We're going to talk about some of the most common struggles that people have around journaling. I'm going to teach y'all my favorite way of journaling, which (laughs) spoiler alert is the way that I do everything and is like consistent and like so not consistent at the same time, but I'll get into that when I get into it. And yeah, just like why journaling is important. Because I think that this is the practice that for me has made such a massive difference. Like I participate in a lot of different mindset practices and, you know, like meditation, exercise, guided visualizations, working with a coach, you know, working with multiple coaches. And journaling is probably the one thing that for me makes the biggest difference. And it's also the thing that my brain is like most highly resistant to. So I just want to put that on the table right now. People know that I own the Write Planner company, created the Write Planner, which is a quarterly planner journal combo. So they make the assumption that like I am just this planning journal (laughs) queen, maven, world expert. And while I am an expert in journaling and in planning, What I will say is this, is that my brain still gets resistant as fuck to doing these things. And so I have really created a system that works for me. And I obviously highly suggest you go get the right planner because I think it's amazing and awesome and super helpful. But like, I want to just make you right for however you are coming into this. Like, I want to normalize that Even when we're really good at doing things, it doesn't mean that we don't experience resistance around those things sometimes. And my brain will do like the really cute thing where (laughs) I'll be four days in and I'm like, wait a minute, when's the last time I journaled? And I'm like, one, two, three. Oh, good. We're on day four. Definitely journaling today. Like my brain will convince me to forget to do the things that I want to do. And so one of the biggest things that I've learned over the last several years is to not make myself wrong for that, to understand that that's how brains work and to create as many systems and structure around knowing that about my brain so that I can show up consistently. But I also don't make myself wrong when I don't journal for a few days because the likelihood is, is I've done some other form of mindset. Like I meditate five days a week. I exercise at least four days a week. 
I listen to other people's podcasts and do personal development and like read a book a week. Like there's all these other ways that I'm doing mindset. So yeah, moral of the story, don't make yourself wrong for feeling resistance to journaling or any form of mindset because that's normal. Your brain likes to stay the same. Your brain doesn't like change. It likes everything to stay nice and the same because that feels safe. And where well, I should say part of your brain <laughs> likes to do that. The other part of your brain is like, let's change and grow and and expand and become better. And the other part of your brain's like, no, 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 like let's not do that. That's not safe. So totally normal. Okay. So what is the difference between journaling and keeping a diary? So the main difference, in my opinion, between keeping a diary and journaling is that in keeping a diary, what you're doing is writing down the day's events, right? Like Benjamin Franklin kept a diary and it's like a running log of what he did that day. And also his thoughts and his experiences and his ideas and innovations were in there. So he kind of like combined the two and lots of famous people have combined the two. And I don't even know why I'm using the example of Benjamin Franklin. Like it just came into my head, but I've read his diary, which is maybe why that popped in. But Most people, when they think of journaling, they're actually thinking of keeping a diary. And so I don't want you doing the dear diary, like this is what happened to me today and this is how I felt and this is how I, what I experienced. That can be helpful. And the way that I teach journaling is way more targeted into looking at the things that your brain doesn't want you to look at. Because sure, like I could just write down what happened during the day, but that doesn't mean I'm processing it. That doesn't mean I'm looking at it and like, seeing patterns and seeing how I self-sabotaged or looking at my limiting beliefs or like looking at celebrating or like seeing the things that I really did well. It doesn't mean I'm doing any of that if I'm just writing down what happened. So journaling is reflective. Journaling can be done with prompts or without prompts. And so I think it's helpful if you're getting started into journaling to do prompts and to use the same prompts multiple days in a row in order to get a habit, or you can have one-off things where, so uh, several of the coaches I work with will like create a module around something and then have journal prompts around that. And I do this too for a lot of my programs and my masterminds. It's like if I'm teaching on a specific topic or I'm helping people like look at a specific place in their life, like on money or their relationships or sex or shame or scarcity, you know, any of those things, I may give them journal prompts to like work through specific parts. So you can do this just in general, or you can get prompts that go to a very like specific place and help you look at something in a very like narrow way, in a very targeted way. So with journaling, it's really meant to help you like see your own shit. It's meant to help you see that the thoughts that your brain are like throwing up to you on a daily basis may not actually be serving you. They may be getting in your way. The way that you're thinking about something, the way that you're choosing to view something, and I say choosing to view something because here's the thing. Like I just said, my brain gets really cute and like will distract me, right? I have to consciously choose to notice when that's happening and like come back in and call myself back into mindset work. So yeah, your subconscious brain, the part of your brain that you don't really have control over may be quote unquote, choosing things for you, directing you in a certain direction, but like consciously we can get in the habit of calling ourselves back into looking at the things. So we want to look at what we're consciously choosing to think. 
And we want to get underneath that layer and look at, okay, what is my subconscious brain telling me to think? How is it telling me to think? How is it telling me to act or to be or what it, what I should say or what I should do or what I should wear or how I should show up? That's a big part of journaling. And so journaling can actually be super fucking uncomfortable. It makes sense that you can experience a lot of resistance around any mindset work because your brain is like, I don't want to look at this. It's not fun to look at this. This will make us change, right? Or this is uncomfortable. Our brains like to be comfortable. So when we journal, we are kind of like popping the hood <laughs> on our brain and like looking underneath and being like, okay, how does everything work? How am I thinking? How are things running? And it's a way for us to then not just look at how it is, look at what I'm thinking, look at how I'm showing up, but also it's a way for us to reframe. It's a way for us to consciously go, okay, this is how I'm doing it. And this isn't serving me in the way that I want it to serve me. So like, let me reframe, let me reprogram in how I want to do this. So let me give you an example here. I'm actually going to walk you guys through one of my favorite like initial journaling prompts that I give to people that I'm like, hey, do this for like 30 days. And this journal prompt or these prompts, this whole exercise, it's an amalgam of a lot of different people. My coach, Julia Wells, there's some Carolyn Elliott who teaches existential kink. There's some Tony Robbins. There's some other coaches that I can't even like at this point tell you who they were, but I have parceled this together over several years. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you like, guys, this is my proprietary journal formula. Nope, it's not. I've stolen it from a bunch of different places, just like we all do, because there's not that many new ideas. If like any new ideas in the world, there's just new ways of looking at ideas, right? So this is a mine and it also is mine. (laughs) So like do with that what you will. The way that you're going to do this is I recommend writing this. So some people like to type, some people like to talk it out. You can do whatever you want. You guys know that's my rule for you is like, do whatever you want. You do you. Find the way that feels good. And I want you to try writing it out because the connection between your hand and your brain is super interesting. And I'm not going to go into it right now, but when we write stuff out and then we read what we've written, it helps us think in a little bit of a different way. And we kind of look at this information in several different ways. So try writing it. I used to be a hardcore paper and pen girl. And then I got an iPad with an Apple pencil and our write planner has a digital printable version. So I put, I uploaded the digital version through, through Goodreads. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in love. (laughs) I'm officially journaling like this forevermore. So pen and paper, e-pencil and iPad, like whatever feels good for you. You can, like I said, you can talk it out if you want and record it and you can listen back. You can type it, whatever feels good. So you're going to start with a desire. Of course, we're starting with a desire, right? We're going to look at a desire that we want that we're like maybe struggling to get or there's some fears or there's some doubts around it because this is actually super common. People will oftentimes tell me like, oh my gosh, I really want this thing. Like I want to go after this thing. This thing would be really great. Like it's something I really desire. And then we get into it and they're like, yeah, but I can't get it. Like I keep trying. I can't figure out why, like, I don't know what's going on. So this is a great way to look at like why you're not getting the thing that you're getting and why you maybe have some fears around even like starting to go after the thing that you want to get. So let's use the example. I'm actually looking at the chalkboard in my room right now. 
on my wall that says 100K month. So my goal for 2021 is to have a 100K cash month, right? Big, super exciting, juicy, amazing, massive goal. So I would write at the top of my page, I desire to have a 100K month in my business. Now, I always say, or something better. (laughs) I think it's important to add the or something better. Because when we are setting desires, and by the way, if you are not familiar with like my thoughts and views on desires and goal setting, definitely go listen to those episodes because they're awesome, if I do say so myself, and I think it provides a lot of clarification on why I'm saying the desire this way. And I always say, or something better at the end, because I don't want my brain to get so stuck on it showing up as the 100K month, like in my business. If I wanted to make 100K in a month and I made, and somebody gave me 30K and I made 70K in my business, but I had decided that it had to come from my business, that wouldn't feel good, as good to me, right? Or I might discount that and say like, well, I didn't hit it. No. So that's why I do it this way. So I desire a 100K month in my business, cash month in my business or something better, right? So that's the desire. That's the goal. Then I go into my fears. (laughs) All the reasons why it feels scary to both get that goal and to not get that goal. We want to look at it in both ways. We want to make sure that we're looking at the fear of failure, the fear of things going wrong, and the fear of things going right, because our brains fear both of those things. Both of those things are change, right? If I get the thing, then that's change. If I don't get the thing, when I'm trying to get the thing, I've changed and it hasn't worked. So both ways feel scary to our brains. And oftentimes when we don't look at that fear of success, that is exactly why we are not getting the thing that we want because we're so focused on the failure that we don't see how getting the thing would make our life harder or how getting the thing would feel scarier. So some of my fears around this might be like, oh goodness, let me just think. I love how my brain right now is like, no, we're not going to say those. <laughs> like, Come on, brain. We know we've got like a zillion fears around this. So let's just pop them up right now. So maybe the fear is, is that if I hit 100K cash month, like I can't keep that up. Like that can't be my new normal. I'm going to hit it and then lose it, right? So there's a fear of getting the thing and then losing the thing. I'll write, I fear that people are going to think I'm a rich bitch, that they're going to hate me, that they're going to judge me, that they're going to think I'm a horrible human. I am afraid that I might actually become a horrible human. (laughs) I might not do good things in the world that money. I might become entitled and spoiled and selfish or whatever. I can be afraid that if I get that, that I'm going to have to like work super hard or it's not going to feel good when I get it. I can be afraid that I'm going to try and try and try and put all this energy and effort and time into it and say the goal out loud and have other people know that that's my goal and then not hit it. And like waste my time or waste my energy or look like a fool or be embarrassed, right? See how the second I let myself start to see the fears, they just started pouring out of my mouth. So I give myself like three to five minutes there. Or like if I'm working on a full page, I'll give myself a third of the page to go through the fears. Because honestly, there are other exercises that get into more of the deep, deep, deep fears But in this exercise, I just want to clear some of that out. I just want to get that out of my body onto a page where it's removed from me. So then the next thing I do is I flip it. I reframe. So I'm like, okay, what else could be true, right? What else could be good about this? And I cannot remember what episode I talked about this in. I think it's the goals or the desires. 
It might be the fear. Good God. Who knows? I talk about like affirmations and how we want to make them feel safe. We don't want to re-traumatize ourselves with affirmations. So this is where I bring in those trauma-informed affirmations. So I will reframe and I'll be like, actually, the truth is, right? Because I'm choosing a different truth. Like, yes, those fears may be true. And there's another truth here that is also true that I am able to choose to invest in more. So the truth is, is that it's safe for me to make all the money that I desire. The truth is that I can do so much more good in the world with more money. The truth is, is that I am a powerful and influential human and I can either like own that and be in command of that or I can let that run me and like not do good things. The truth is, is that money is a magnifier and it is safe for me to make more money because I am a generally good person. And so I will still be a generally good person when I have more money. It is allowed for me to have more than other humans in the world. It is safe for me to get more because it doesn't mean that others will get less. Huge one, scarcity, right? If I'm successful, then that means other people can't be successful. No, no, not how the universe works. Abundance mindset says, I'm allowed to have more, and when I get more, you get more. Scarcity mindset says, when I get more, you get less. And we're not playing in that. So the truth is, is that when I get more, I can help others get more too. The truth is, is that if I have 100K month, That means that it was possible for me to help a lot of humans also be successful. The truth is, it is possible for me to let this be easy and to not overwork myself and to have the 100K month. The truth is, it is safe for me to both have the thing and to keep the thing. It's safe for me to make that amount of money and let that be my new normal, right? It is safe for me to trust that everything I am doing is working. So I really go into that for another third of a page where I just like reframe all of the fears. And I will actually look at each individual fear and like write a reframe for that. Using that it is safe, I am allowed, it is possible, and starting with like the truth is. So moving then forward, I look for evidence that what I am doing is already working. So And these can be brags and celebrations. So sometimes I'll write them as brags. Sometimes I'll write them as celebrations. Sometimes I'll write them as gratitude. The flavor just depends on the day and how I'm feeling. You may have a flavor that you like a lot better. So you might choose to always choose, like always brag, always celebrate, always use gratitude. Whatever works for you, boo, is fine. So I'll be like, I celebrate having a nearly 60K cash quarter this year. I celebrate making more in the first three months of this year than I did in the first 10 months of last year. I celebrate having a 25K client pay in full. I am so grateful for the freedom that only working 30 hours a week has provided me in making all of that money. I brag that I am letting it be easy and I've hired the most amazing support team to help me make more money and not work as much. I brag, I celebrate, I'm grateful for. And then I move into embodied action. So I ask myself like, okay, if I was already making 100K a month, like if that was already a done deal, that or something better, what would I know? How would I show up? Who would I be? What would I do? So this is the embodied aligned action piece of really stepping into the version of yourself that already has this thing. 
So as one of my coaches, Pamela Horner says, she said this to me in a coaching call yesterday, and it's, it's so, so gorgeous and yummy. When we can already imagine ourselves in the space, in the energy, in the vibration, in the alignment of being the person that has the thing that we want, we collapse timelines. We make quantum leaps. Because if I can already see myself as million dollar Lee, if I can already pull in this 100K month and be like, yep, I already know that that's coming and I'm going to show up as if that's already a done deal and just like have detached trust that that or something better is going to happen, then it happens way faster. (laughs) And this is kind of like a harder thing to wrap your brain around. But if I can go ahead and like choose two to three actions today that are in alignment with that version of myself and take action on them, not just be like, oh, these would be good things to do, but like write them down and then do them. That is how you get the thing that you want. And like I've talked about in other episodes, like you may get the thing that you want and it may look different than how you were expecting it. And in fact, it's almost always going to look different than you expect it to. But since you've been showing up as that version of yourself that like already feels the thing, enjoys the thing, has the pleasure around the thing, like it doesn't matter how it looks because you have enjoyed the journey. So for me, it might be like, okay, I am going to post three times a day about Pleasure Rebel. I am going to hmm, send luxurious gifts to my clients and my new clients to like say thank you for coming aboard because that is the way that I welcome people now. I am going to do a free bonus training because I know that the value I put out always comes back to me like tenfold. I am going to (laughs) practice my mindset on a regular basis, right? I'm going to do... 20 a 20 minute meditation and listen to a podcast today or do a training or whatever. I'm going to write that sales copy or work on that sales page. I'm going to do whatever the thing is that is in alignment with that version of myself. And then I'm going to actually go do the things. Like I'm going to close the journal or turn off the iPad, put the pen down and go do the things. Schedule them, get them done. That is the key part here. Because a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll do the first four steps. They'll go through, the, they'll write down the desire, they'll do the fears, they'll do the, the affirmations and like reframe the truth, they'll celebrate, brag, do gratitude, they'll write down the aligned actions, and then they don't actually go into the actions. Like they don't show up in a way that is consistent with all the work that they just did. And that is the biggest, like that is going to be your biggest downfall. It's great to look at the things. And if you don't then take action on what you have discovered, you're not going to see the results happen nearly as fast. And so this is something that I talk about with people a lot when they're like, how do you get things? When you decide you want something, you get it. So how do you do that? I'm like, because I actually take action. Action is the biggest thing here. So that is one of my favorite journal prompt exercises. And if you are listening to that and you're like, oh my gosh, it feels like a lot of work, like your brain is automatically throwing up the resistance, y'all, that takes like 15 minutes, maybe 20. I fill up a page in my right planner. So in the right planner, there's like a daily page on the left where you put in your top two to three important tasks and what you're going to delegate and what you're going to like put off for later and what you're going to stop doing and you track your water and your sleep and how you are taking care of yourself mentally and physically and emotionally. And it's brilliant and amazing and you should go buy it and look at it. Also on the opposite page, there's just space 
to write. And that is where I do this. So I do this five to six days a week, the vast majority of the time. Every now and then I'll have these little mental breaks that I take. And I then take action on the thing. So if your brain is like, okay, that feels like a lot, 15 to 20 minutes. Like, can you set a, a timer for 15 to 20 minutes and just go through it? Like, can, can you set a timer for two minutes? Like, can you just make the new habit to write the desire at the top of the page? And then if you keep writing, great. Can we take small baby steps to get you to the point that you are taking action? So here's the cool part, y'all. You are already taking action when you journal. It's just then to solidify it in more and make it work even better is to then figure out what the next action steps are and do those. So you're already winning. Like you're already making yourself right. You've already done more than 90% of the people on the planet by journaling it out itself. And so I don't want you to beat yourself up if you then don't take action every day because even doing the journaling is super helpful. It is taking action is to journal. So like, don't beat yourself up about that. If you only do it twice a week or you only do half of it and then you stop or get distracted or you don't, you write down the action steps, but only do them like a couple of times. It's okay. The whole point here is to make this process feel as good as possible. And the worst way to make this feel good is to beat yourself up for how you're doing it wrong. So you have my full permission I'm giving you permission. I'm telling your brain, like, hear me when I say, make yourself right for however you end up doing this. So a few of my other favorite things to do from a journaling perspective that I'll just throw in here as like little treats, bonuses, is one of the other daily practices that I have is to write a letter to money. So spoiler alert, M is for money. It's coming in three weeks. We will talk all about money and I will go into that even more then. But like one of my goals, one of my aligned actions was to work on my relationship with money because I had a super fucked up relationship with money up until very recently, not very recently, but like relatively recently. And one of the things that I like knew I didn't want to do was to start making a ton of money and then lose it (laughs) or to just blow it on things, to not spend it in a way that felt good, to feel really shitty about having money. Like that was just something I really wanted to work on. So now I write a letter to money every day. And I call money my bestie and co-conspirator. Like we are in it together to do some epic shit. (laughs) And so I will just write money a letter multiple times a week, nearly every day, and just be like, hey, this is where I'm at with you. This is how I'm feeling. And it's really cool to like think of money as an intimate partner in this. But you can also do this for like dear love, right? Dear abundance, dear success. Like whatever thing you feel like when you're looking at your relationship with those things, whatever you feel like is kind of dysfunctional, whatever you feel like isn't the way that you want it to look. So maybe it's like productivity or laziness, right? Like dear laziness, dear productivity. You can write a letter to anything that feels icky or gross or uncomfortable for you that you want to like have a better relationship with. So I love when people do this for love because what a great place to do that because you're going to ideally come into contact with lots of humans throughout your life that you can experience love through and with. And so if you struggle to have relationships, if you struggle to connect with people or trust people or do anything like that, what a fun way to journal every day. 
and I use that word fun <laughs> in a fun way, right? Like it might actually be super fucking uncomfortable, but what a fun way to look at your blocks around love or around money or around relationships, or around abundance or around success, around fulfillment, around whatever. So another great not prompted way to write. And so I just give myself a page and I'll like go through and be like, hey, money, this is how I'm feeling about you today. And then I also at the end of the letter, I'm like, hey, like this is how, again, aligned action. This is how I want to show up towards you now. Like this is how I am trying to be a better partner in this relationship with you. And also thank you for all of the things that you've given me. So like, thank you for all of the ways that you float in. Thank you for that payment. Thank you for that surprise sale. Thank you for those things. And also thank you for all the things that I've bought, right? Thank you for the trip we just went on. Thank you for helping me buy my kids new beds. Thank you for helping me treat my kids to a yes day. Thank you for always being in my account, things like that. So another fun way to journal that little juicy bonus option there that I like to throw out for you. So that is journaling in a quick nutshell for you under 30 minutes. That's probably the least amount of time I'm going to talk on one of these podcasts, (laughs) but I highly recommend you go grab the right planner. Like I said, we've got it printed. We've got it digital slash printable so you can print it and bind it and add in things if you'd like or take out things if you like. Go grab that because it is honestly creating the right planner was such a labor of love for me and it was a true like experience of figuring out from a mindset perspective what I needed in order to be successful and what I had heard from a lot of my clients that they needed in order to be successful in a planner and in a journal. So yeah, go grab it. You guys are all getting a special discount code for being my listeners. So make sure you check out the show notes for that discount and for the site to go grab it. I love you all very, very much. Go journal. And feel free to email me or find me on Facebook and send me a message. If you have anything come up during your journaling, let me know how your journaling goes. Let me know if you're getting stuck anywhere. So happy to help you if there's just a tiny tweak that you need in order to make this really, really work for you. But just remember, like resistance is normal. And we want to do the thing as consistently as possible in a way that is as pleasurable as possible. And that means that we don't give ourselves a hard time when we don't do it perfectly. So love you all. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for hanging with me for today's episode. Be sure to head to the app store and leave us a five-star rating and share with a friend or two if you really enjoyed today's episode. And if you'd like even more content from me, then you're definitely going to want to check out my newest offering, the Pleasure Rebel Membership. This is a membership course unlike any other, and I am so excited to be bringing it to you all at a fraction of the price of what it normally costs to work with me. I always like to say that living a pleasure-focused life in today's society as a woman is an act of rebellion. So come practice your rebelliousness with me in the Pleasure Rebel membership. Doors close April 5th.